Let's look in Ephesians chapter 6. And uh, we've read this each week. It says, finally, my brethren. Hey, and you know your part in this, okay? You know when you get to your part, you know what to do here. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you, say it's me, may be what? May be able. You may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, because of all of that, take up the whole armor of God that you, that you may be what? That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And so here's the takeaway. You, with the help of God, are able to stand against the enemy of our souls. Amen? Now, as we look at this today, I don't, I don't have time to go back and review, um, but we can pick up right where we are here. There are three problems. I started to go three, okay, which reminds me of something else. Do you know there's three, three kinds of people in the world? Those that are good at math and those that are not. Did you get that? Well, I'm not. <laughs> Just prove that. No, three problems that that we want to look at this morning. And let me say that often the enemy is involved in these problems, or at least he's pleased when these problems do exist. And the first problem would be be this. Uh, Things that we don't know. Things we don't know. That creates a problem. Um, We referred to it earlier in this series as darkness. The enemy likes to keep you in darkness. He keeps you from knowing some things. He loves it that way. Hosea 4, 6 says, For my people are destroyed for lack of what? Lack of knowledge, something you don't know. So that's the first problem. Second problem would be this. Things that we know, okay, that's better. We know, but we don't do. And James 4, 17 says, To him who knows to do good and does not do it, it is what? It's sin. Sin means you miss the mark. So beyond even what that does with our fellowship with God, it's how it, that impacts your life. That when we, when we know to do good and we don't do it, it's sin. Here's what it does. It wrecks us. It, it ruins. Sin ruins things. Sin derails us. Sin brings depression in, in our life. And so that's another problem that the enemy is pleased with. But the one that we want to look at today and really kind of camp out on is this. Things that we know and do, but we're inconsistent with. Things that we know and we do, but we're inconsistent. Everybody say inconsistent. So the key would be consistency. And the big dangerous problem with what we know and what we do is that we would be inconsistent. Because that, what that does, that prevents our progress. If you're inconsistent with something, it prevents your progress. Or it could even do this. It could undo your progress. You know, if you're trying to lose weight or get more healthy and you're, and you're on some kind of diet, and let's say that you go for three days, okay, and you're eating right and doing all this stuff. Y'all with me this morning? Did, did your attention span run out already? Need to put more money in the meter, okay? Uh, um, 
you start on this diet and you go three days and you're just so excited and you just feel like, you know, you're looking, you're looking wonderful and you've lost an ounce. And the momentum is unreal. And you get feeling good about it and then you get tempted or distracted or forget about it altogether. And, and then a month later, it were, yeah, and more. And now we're going to go back, you know, and, and diet again. And, and, and that's why some people technically have been dieting for decades. And it's, and it's because of inconsistency. And so, and, and it's not just in that area. It's like golf. I like to say this about my life. Golf is my life. That's why I golf once a year. But guys will invite me, hey, you want to go golf? And I go, are you kidding me? Golf is my life. And I've got the stuff, and I, in general, I understand the game, and I like going. It just takes too long. I mean, I just think it should be seven holes. <laughs> so if any of y'all want to play seven, I'm up for it, okay? It just takes too long, and you're just out there. You know, and I start, my attention span goes, and I get hungry, you know? So, but let me ask you something. If just playing like once, twice a year, how do you think my game's going? You know, like not real good. You think I'm really improving? No. And, and, and I go because it's fun. And when I go, and then, and then I'll get a hold of one ball just really good. And it feels so good. And it just went and I, inside. I'm thinking, I am a golfer. I'll be back next week. And I don't go for a year. And so consistency is going to make a difference on all of these things. And we're going to talk about some higher things rather than just ounces and golf balls here in, in, in just a moment. Now, you've got to consider what is at stake with consistency. And we're going to be talking about some spiritual things here. The first thing that is at stake is you. You. You've got to have consistency for your sake. Um, do you want to be happy, stable, fruitful, Bless. Come on, anybody in this place want to be happy? Think about it. Happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. We want that. Well, it's going to involve some consistency. And then guess what else is at stake? Others, other people. Because all of us connect with other people, and we're to have a good, positive, encouraging influence on other people. And so that's at stake. Here's what else ultimately is at stake. God's plan and God's glory. God's plan and God's glory. And if, if we don't have consistency in our life, well, guess what? The enemy is against all of those things. He's against you. He's against you having any semblance of happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. He's against, uh, he's against you having any positive impact on other people. He's against the plan and the glory of God. And so he loves this inconsistency. So what are we talking about that we need to be consistent about? And there's a million things in our practical life that we need to be more consistent about. How many of you would admit, yeah, I need to be more consistent at this, this, this? Okay, good. Well, what I want to talk about today, honestly, honestly, no hype involved in this at, at all, is I personally consider this to be the most important thing that can be going on in your life. Seriously, what I'm about to share with you. I think it's the most important thing that could be going on in your life. And if we're going to be consistent about anything, we need to be consistent about this. And we talk about this from time to time, and I pray that you have this um, idea in your heart. And it is this, spiritual growth. Everybody say spiritual growth. I think this is the most important thing that is to be happening in our life. 
spiritual growth. And what happens with spiritual growth, there's two parts of it. Are y'all, are y'all here? Still here? Okay. Um, there's two parts to it, and we've got to make sure that we have both parts to this, okay? Otherwise, that's like having an appliance that has the detachable cord that plugs in. And you can take one or the other, and you're not going to get anything to happen, okay? You've got to have both of these together. So the first part of spiritual growth, hopefully you kind of remember this, is you need to do what the Bible says to do. You need to do what the Word of God says to do. So everybody say, do what the Bible says. Okay, we believe this about the Bible. We believe that the Bible is God's Word. We believe it's God speaking to us. I know it's a book, but it's more than a book. I did a whole series called More Than a Book. This is God speaking to us. I dare you, I double-dog dare you to not just read it, but to let it speak to you. And so it's God's inspired word. We believe it's authoritative. We believe it's infallible. I also believe this about the word of God for our life. I think that all answers, all keys, all cures, all solutions are found in God's word. Now it contains some things that are called commands. We tend to bristle at commands, but when you understand God's love and heart and intention towards us, let me tell you what those commands really are. When he tells you to do something, or to don't do something, in essence, this is what he's doing. He's telling you what gives you life, and he's telling you what takes life away. This is not busy work. He's not being bossy. He loves you. He's got great intentions for you. So what the Bible says to do, if it tells you to do something, do that because that will cause life to come. Amen. And if it says don't do this, it's saying that because if you do that, if you go ahead and do it, it's going to take life away. Are you with me so far? So we've got to have all of that going on in, in, in our lives as far as doing what the Bible says to do. Also, especially in the New Testament, every command or verb that is given comes to us uh, in a tense in the Greek language. And it is in the um, imperfect, present imperfect. I was going to say imperfect, present. Present imperfect tense, which actually means this, continuous and repeated. Continuous and repeated action. It means now get it going, and then it's to be ongoing. What does that speak of? Consistency. So the Bible's going to tell you to do some things, not as an event, but as a practice, as a part of your life. And as you do that, then consistency in doing what the Bible says to do. You with me so far? And then I'm going to do this to couple them together. And. Everybody just say and. And, and this needs to be the big word here. And the second part is this. Do what the Bible says to do and walk with God. Everybody say walk with God. Now let's get this right here. Say this with me. Do what the Bible says to do and walk with God. Let's do it one more time. And I really need you to lean into this because I remember what I told you. This is like the most important thing. I'm serious. Do what the Bible says to do. And walk with God. Let's, let's try it one more time. Do what the Bible says to do and walk with God. Why did I emphasize and so much? Because I know people, you know people who do what the Bible says to do, but they don't walk with God. And they're religious and judgmental and sad, and I don't like being around them. And they're not good representatives of Jesus. And then you and I also know some people who, quote, walk with God, but they don't do what the Bible says to do. And I just got to tell you, they're wacko. And if they're not wacko, they're woo-woo. 
And wacko and woo-woo are dangerous. Okay? And they're not good representatives of Jesus. So if we're going to truly have spiritual growth in our life, we've got to do what the Bible says to do and walk with God. Now, let me tell you about this walk with God. What does that mean, walk with God? I can't even see him. It means to depend on him and fellowship with him and, and, and talk to him and listen to him through his word and be led by his spirit. It's an amazing thing. And this is what walking with God will do for you. Get this. It gives you a relationship. And here's what comes from that relationship. A relationship that meets all needs, heals all hurts, and fills all emptiness. Did you hear what I just said? It gives you a relationship that meets all needs, heals all hurts, and fills all emptiness. And if we could be consistent about this, I'm telling you what, life is going to change. Well, who... Is going to battle us on this. I'll tell you what, the enemy of our souls. And this is, this is the battle and, and the battlefield. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, how do we become more consistent? And I want to help you to develop and maintain consistency. Y'all out there? You still, I should have saved my dumpster joke or something here. Pictures of Bob. First thing that we need to do is we need to make a plan. We need to make a plan. It's been said that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And so we've got to determine what, and and, and let me just add this in here. Lost my other marker. What the plan is about is what I'm going to be consistent with. Um, You've got to have a plan concerning this because life works this way. You're going to end up somewhere in life either by design or you're going to end there by default. Let's just say that your your goal, what you want to be consistently working toward, would be let's let's lay spiritual growth aside for a moment and go practical just so we can get this. Let's say it's to get out of debt, or to be at the perfect body weight, or to have your garage all clean and organized. And so, how many of you know that you're not just going to wake up one morning? And you're out of debt, perfect body weight. And look at the garage. How many of you know that's not just going to happen? It won't happen by default. It's going to happen by design. You've got to have a plan. You can say, okay, in order for this to happen, I must do this and I must do this now. And you have to consistently follow through with this. You know, it's if, if, if the doctor gave you, let's say you had an ugly rash that's causing, it's frightening children. And you got this rash and you go to the doctor and they give you some cream and they say, put this cream on here three times a day for four weeks. And you put it on three times a week every other week. That's not consistent. So you're not going to get all the results of that. And so when you go back to the doctor, he's he's going to ask you, did did you do this? Well, I did it some. I did it some. Well, Some's better than none, I suppose. But if we're really going to get what we are after, we're going to have to follow all the way through and we're going to have to have a plan. Now, what are we after? We're after spiritual growth. Everybody say spiritual growth again. We're after spiritual growth. And it's going to involve something, I won't go into it a lot today, called spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines. I taught about these in length uh, with a series called In Training. Also, we talked about it some in a series called uh, Day by Day. 
And so we talk, what are spiritual disciplines? I mean, you just hear that. It just sounds like, man, I don't want to do that. It sounds too, too uh, spiritual and too disciplined. And so it sounds too much like work. Let me tell you what they are, okay? Reading the Bible, going to church, praying, stewardship, solitude, silence, uh, meditation. There's, there's a number of things, fasting. There, there's a number of things that are spiritual disciplines. And here's the problem with most people. We don't even like the sound of that. And now we've got to do all these kind of things. But listen, this, this will liberate you. It's not just about doing things. I call spiritual disciplines the so that's. The so that's. You do them so that something will happen. You know, if you're going to be out at the pool or at the beach and you burn like I burn, then you want to wear a poncho. No, no, actually, you want to put on some sunscreen. And so let's say that the sunscreen is the spiritual discipline. You're not doing it just to put sunscreen on. You're doing it so that. You all with me? You're doing it so that you don't get burned. Are you all here? Have I run out of attention with you guys? Okay. You do these things so that, you know, you brush your teeth and you floss your teeth so that you can keep them. And so that you can keep your friends too. Just saying. And so these are the so that's, and that's what you plan to do. And that's what you're consistent with is the spiritual disciplines. Now let's move on to the second part of this. And it is this. If we're going to have consistency, you've got to have a plan. And then secondly, you're going to need to commit. You're going to need to commit. And I'm talking about really commit. I'm talking about do or die, I've got to commit. We've, we've got to make a decision that I am going to make this happen. But real and lasting commitment can only come, hear this, it can only come if you have a conviction about it. You've got to have a conviction. And the conviction gives you the why. Why do I want to do this stuff? Why do I want to put on sunscreens? Because I hate being burned. I don't want to have skin trouble later or, what, or whatever it would be. You've got to have a why. Let me, let me bring it down to, to our, our spiritual disciplines here and spiritual growth. It has to do with this. How about this one? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. How about you're tired of being broke, you're tired about, about being sad, you're tired about being sick, you're tired about being confused, you're tri- tired of being fearful, you're tired of insecurity, you're tired of those things. Guess what? That creates in you a conviction about this, that I believe that the spiritual disciplines will help me that as I involve myself in those things, I do them so that I can be happy and stable and fruitful and blessed. Are you with me? But thirdly... You're going to have, now if we're going to have consistency, you've got to have a plan. What am I going to do? You've got to be committed to it so you can be consistent. But here's, here's our bottom line here. You're going to need some holy help. Everybody say holy help. Holy help, Batman. Here's the deal. You are the doer. The Holy Spirit is the helper. You are the doer. Holy Spirit is the helper. Follow this. You have to show up and do. And when you do, the Holy Spirit will show up and he will help. Let me give you some scripture real quick. 
Philippians 4.13, I can do all things, how? Through Christ who strengthens me. Paul said, when I'm weak, he is strong. As a matter of fact, when I'm weak, that's when his strength shows up best in my life. Colossians 1.27 says this, incredible verse, look at this. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Leave that up there just for a moment and let me add to it. Christ in you, let's be honest, that's the hope of anything. Is that he would be in you, his, his life and his strength to help you there. In Acts 17 it says, in him we live and move and have our being. If we couldn't count on God daily, this would be a different story. But we need help, and God is there to be our help. And guess what? He's there always to be our help. He said, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. The Psalms tell, tells us even that he bears our burdens and carries us day by day. He's consistent. It also tells us that he is our strong arm each day. That's consistency. And the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. If you want his strength and his peace, then be his people. Consistency, really on our part, helps. And we've got the help that comes from God in these things as well. Now, let me just kind of wrap this up this morning. This is not about perfection. Somebody say, thank God. (laughs) This is not about perfection but it's everything to do with direction. And as we do what the Bible says to do, follow me here, do what the Bible says to do and walk with God, if I go in this direction and I'm consistent about doing it, this is what consistency is about. This is what spiritual growth is about. Just keep going in the right direction. Not perfection, but direction. And if I fall down, what should I do? get up. And if you fall down and you can't get up, holler for help. And help isn't there yet and you've fallen down, at least get your bearings. You're crawling around, you're wallowing on the floor. I'd do it, but I'm afraid to rip my pants out or whatever. (laughs) At least just point in the direction that you're trying to go. It's not about perfection. It's about direction in our life. Listen, this is not, this is not about, did I pray enough and did I read the Bible enough today? Because if that is the measure, get this, then the Pharisees win every day. If we reduce this down to, did I pray enough? Did I read the Word of God enough? Did I I do that enough? Then the Pharisees are going to win that every day. Here's what it's about. Here's the question, and and here's here's the battlefield. Here's the question. How is your soul? How is your soul? You've got to look inside your soul. It's... What's going on in there? That's going to indicate to you how things are going. We do all the other things so that it is well with our soul. Is the love of God in your soul? Not some Christian, you know, just obeying God, loving people. I'm talking about the real love of God. Is it in you? Is it growing in you? And here's the other aspect. Peace. Is the peace of God present? Is it growing in you? If, if that's in your soul, then that's better than, let's look at this. How is your soul? Are, are you anxious? Are you agitated? Are you fearful? Are you angry? Are you hopeless? Are you sad? Guess what? This is the battlefield. 
This is what we've talked about for eight weeks. It's all to get down to this. Not all the stuff we do or don't do, but ultimately doing those things so that something is happening in my soul and in your soul. And if we'll commit to this, God will help us in this so that we end up healthy in our soul. And you know what? When you have hope and when you have God's love and God's peace, when you have not that you're perfect at it, but you have, you're happy, you're stable, you're blessed. That's growing in your life. Guess what else? That's contagious. That's contagious. And that brings us all down to this. And that's why the enemy, that's what he wages war against. The battlefield in your soul on the inside of you. Here's the good news, and I'll just finish with this. The good news is this. With God's help, And we have his help. Let's think about his help for a moment. His strength, his armor, God's presence, God's word, God's people. We have God's help. And then some consistency on your part. Look at me. Then we win. We win. It's not an emotional thing. It's just a day by day, day by day, day by day, heading in the right direction, doing what the Bible says to do, walking with God. And I'm telling you what, the love of God, the peace of God, you're going to start to see it. You're going to start to feel it on the inside. God really helping you on the inside. The enemy is so against that. That's why he wages war against you in all the other ways that he does. He would just love to keep you down and out and agitated and fearful and hopeless. He'd love to do that. And this is what I say to you. Let's start winning this thing. And it won't happen by default. You're not just going to wake up one morning and there it all is. And if you're, if you're the kind of believer that just wakes up and see how you feel today, oh, I feel spiritual today, don't let that, don't let that fool you because that's just your emotions that would go up or down. Get the real deal by really walking consistently with God, doing what the Bible says to do, getting help from God. And I'll tell you what, it will be well with your soul and we win. Amen? Did you get anything at all out of this this morning? Thank you, Lord.